The following pre-party contains spoilers for Star Wars, Attack of the Clones, and Revenge of the Sith. But come on, it's not like you guys haven't seen that already anyway. Pre-party. I would like a sweet. I need it to be a lollipop. <laughs> <laughs> you know you Christopher Lee from uh, Willy Wonka? Oh, uh, wait, how can I forget Christopher Lee? You, Charlie, have you been eating, what's this? A lollipop. <laughs> and we're like, ah, <laughs> Christopher Lee. <laughs> you enjoyed that way too much, mate. Wait, I love Christopher Lee. I just don't like Count Dooku. Wait, Count Dooku's the man. What are you talking about? Actually, sorry, no, you, sorry, no, you are right. Count Dooku was the man. Is the only thing that's semi-decent about, you know, that particular moment. <clears throat> that part of it, uh, yes. Yeah, but um, he dies too easily, I guess. Yeah, he goes down like a bitch, unfortunately, without... Any explanation of showing Anakin's growth, I think that's the thing that kind of gets me a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Just all of a sudden, he's better. Yeah, a year or two ago, he was just completely dismissed by the Count. And then this time, Anakin's like, oh, by the way, uh, I'm actually much better off screen. Uh, You guys didn't Mm. see that. Neither did you, Count, but uh, now (laughs) you're gonna. Like, everyone's like, okay, we guess Anakin's awesome now because he killed the guy uh, apparently quite easy. Uh, the guy who you, who gave him the old uh, you've got one less hand now. <laughs> so, and so the uh, the reoccurring theme of hands in Star Wars is present. Correct. <clears throat> Got to hand it to Lucas. He's uh, he's good. Free <laughs> party. Hello friends, my name is Patrick Little, and welcome to A Little History, the show that takes a look at human history a little differently. I'm an ancient history major, and an all-around nerd for all things history. I love telling stories, talking shit, and cracking beers. So won't you join me as I present some of the well-known, and not-so-well-known stories of our history. Sometimes I have a guest coming in cold, and sometimes it's just you and me. This first season, The Mythology Apology, we'll be looking at some of the stories that we have been telling each other for thousands of years. A look at the mythology and folklore from many of our cultures. Stories that seek to explain everything from the world around us, warnings against messing with the higher powers, or sometimes just for the sheer entertainment. So settle in, drink them if you got them, get ready to laugh, and hopefully learn something new about the glorious mess that is our history. With a little shit talking and silly sound effects as well. Hero, cock block, no sex for you. I'm sharing my office with a baby. You know what, what I've already been through, yeah, right, I'll probably just do that. And he kicks you in the wall. That's out of order. I'm no detective, but I think they've actually had us on, yeah? How did we get to a shirt shitting on people? <laughs> I know, she's probably got a magic vagina or something which keeps you distracted, but... We're copping it over here, Dad. <laughs> it's not doing <laughs> shit for us. <laughs> I'm going to make a little frog do different times. But unfortunately, Gina Davis isn't rocking any of those skills. <laughs> and she's, she's killed pretty soon. Now, are you looking to shift the cat's allegiance? Go for good grand hand. Put the bags away. We're not going anywhere now. <laughs> you think in one of those 20 heads, you'd have a freaking good idea. <laughs> no. I mean, they've got parties with boxes, people eating semen. This is just a riot. They said I was mad. They said I was mad when I did that. <laughs> but I showed them. Who's mad now? <laughs> now kill him and take his foot. I'm a walking zombie burner.
Welcome back, everybody, to a little history podcast. Uh, we are back uh, for part two of our epic retelling of uh, Jason and the Argonauts. Uh, yes. Uh, we have our uh, my, my lovely, lovely guest, uh, my favourite, and I'm sure he's yours, uh, Nicholas. He's back. Hello, Nick. How Hello. are you? Oh, good. So I, was just, I was just imitating a cyclops. I'm guessing he they, they breathe through their nose like that. Oh, well, I think, they, yeah, I'd say they breathe like regular uh Can you breathers. hear that? Not mouth breathers. Yeah, I can hear that. Yeah. Oh, good. All right. That means I'm getting good nose breathing happening in the cyclops. I was, uh, I was alarmed. I thought there were cyclops oh, yeah. around. I'm just there's a there's a cyclops in Jason Argonauts, isn't there? Uh, I guess we'll find out. Where are we? Ah. <laughs> guess we'll find out. Okay, uh, so to continue with uh, with part two of this story, uh, we'll just uh, touch on the sources yet again. Just letting you guys know we're going through various sources uh, through different times. Apollonius of Rhodes uh, in the in the third century BC. You've got Pindar in the fifth and fourth centuries. Diodorus Siculus in the first century, and then we go from Apollodorus in the first and second century. AD. So you got a fair, you got you know five to six centuries of of, uh, of distance, but also different dialogue and, and stories like that. So you know the stories themselves don't necessarily account. Some of them are world history, so they're like, oh, so and so went here and did this, and then the whole quest ended. You're like, wait, no, it didn't. It, there's lots more stuff. But yeah, some of them were world history. Some of them are more narrative. Some of them are epic poems. Like it's 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 a bit of a mix. So. I'm taking uh, what I think is the best out of this uh, to make it a nice bit of a fun story. Uh, but yeah, let us know which one you reckon is the best. Uh, please continue to hit us up in the comments or via a little history podcast at Gmail or DM us at Instagram of the same title and let us know what you thought about part one or any other episodes. Deep message. Eat, yeah, make message. <coughs> make uh, message. And also make sure to eat the message. Eat the message, eat the message, eat the message. Uh, hit hit the like button uh, for this episode. Give us a like. And follow a little history podcast wherever you're hearing us now. Leave a review, all that jazz. Uh, it really helps with rankings. And uh, for me, it's like every like and uh, review I get is like a big warm cuddle. And I like cuddles. That is mm. fact. Is it cuddly person? Believe that. I'm not sure if the people out there can can have ever seen this man. But he's a cuddly person, and he gives good cuddles, not least to his child and his wife, and also to me. I give Nick cuddles. When I saw him, it was fun. <laughs> cuddles for Nick. And, and then it was over. Bye. No more cuddles for Nick. <laughs> Bye, uh, cuddles gone. for Nick. Gone. Yes. Skis. So let, uh, with that, let us recap the story so far. Recap. Uh, so Peleus, the king of Iolcus, has uh, he's been told by an oracle of a prophecy that a man with one sandal will bring about his downfall. Uh, uh, classic. <laughs> yep. That man happens to be Jason, uh, Peleus's nephew and son of the rightful king Aeson, who is currently uh, imprisoned in uh, by by Peleus. Why did he have? Why did Jason happen to have only one uh, shoe again or one foot? Oh no! What is it? One thong. Well, you clearly haven't been listening uh, to me, <laughs> uh, but we'll find out more in the recap if you stick about. Okay, right. Yes, yes. Speaking of Jason, he's a pretty cool dude, uh, yes. but as a baby, he was spirited away by his mother of many names, uh, Polly Beattie, uh, to be tutored by the legendary centaur Chiron. You remember that bloke uh, with the impractical limb setup? Mate, uh, I do. With the, with the extra, um, you know, like horse carriage. 
in the, uh, the back yeah end. essentially you got a horse <laughs> bum on a human body uh, with another set of legs for fun it's quite, quite an unnecessary part of the evolutionary uh, uh, a little bit yeah it's like here's a perk you're like do i need this like <laughs> ooh, you know evolution's all like uh oh yeah, yeah we're taking a very di- very different term with this per- with this particular creature oh it's a centaur it's like a half man half horse Ooh, the centaur right yeah, he's gonna he, he, look. I think I think we're, get, we're nearly there. Uh, yep, yep. Here, here he comes. Here he's out. It's a human. Ah, and now he's also also just got a horse's bottom. Yeah. What? But why? Because he's the best centaur. He's the best centaur. <laughs> Give him part of a horse bum. Give him that. He's the best. Send Chiron. <laughs> certainly is one of a kind. Oh my goodness. I, I guess, you know, he, he probably became so wise because he was just so alienated, I guess. You know, he was so cast out from other the other centaurs after they realized, you know what? It would have been really good if we just had the, the upper half of a torso of a human and then the rest of it was a horse. Ah, mm. oh, yeah, that's it. Five minutes later. So this, uh, so Chiron was just like, you know, this mutation of, uh, you know, this evolutionary mutation, which just uh, got, unfortunately... Uh, you know, diminished in time. But, you know, but he became wise for it, no doubt, and became quite a, a you know, a, a standout individual. Maybe there should be more people like Chiron. More sort of centaurs yep. with, the, with the horse carriage. Chiron's got a big old brain. He's uh, he's good, and he's uh, he's dispensed some of that knowledge upon Jason. And now... He's his brain. And he's a big old brain, centaur brain. No, it's not human brain, but it's big brain. Okay, he's yeah. got a big, oh, okay. big noggin. And uh, oh, he's okay. gone, hey, uh, Jason, I'm going to give you some of this wisdom. And uh, as now a young man... And uh, ready for some action, Jason, he's returned to Iolcus to take back his birthright off the naughty usurper, Peleas. That bastard. I remember this fella. This is a guy who was like uh, rounding up homeless people. Correct. And, um, in, the, yeah, in, in, in our retelling, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Jason, on his way, he's uh, lost a sandal while crossing the river Amoris. Ah, yes. Sorry, uh, quite right, sir. Yes, yeah. but he's picked up some Hera blessings for his trouble. Uh, Hera being hair. the goddess. No. Oh. <laughs> nah. Just the goddess. Just handy hair. Queen of the gods, mate. Queen of the gods. Uh, wife mm. of Zeus. She likes uh, Jason. She goes, Jason, Hera. mate, you've done very well helping a, uh, a w- an old woman, a goddess in disguise as an old woman cross a river. You're pretty good. Uh, and now Jason confronts Peleus during a massive event of games and sacrifices to the god Poseidon and uh, ends up trapping himself into going in search of the iconic golden fleece from across uh, the sea in the distant land of Colchis. Can I just say, I think these these goddesses and gods leave some pretty easy tests for you know for these would be champions and heroes. Like they say something to the effect of, uh, "Ooh, he looks okay. Let's test him." We'll go down there as an old lady and see if we help you cross the river. All right. Yeah, he did. Oh, really? He did? Yeah, he, he, I, I crossed the river. He, he helped me cross the river. <laughs> he's, a, he's a fantastic. It's not just common sense. You see an old lady, you just do whatever you can, you know, because that's just being decent. But no, no, yeah, he's, There's not a lot of decent people in the world, mate. How many people do you see just be like, oh, I'm in need of basic assistance. And like, forget you, clown. I'm on the way. Like, see ya. <laughs> that's true. That is true. We do live in a very mixed up world. Happens a lot. You, know, you could make an argument, you know, the more, you know, they were talking about a long time ago, but people do say the more things change the more things stay the same so maybe we're just living in still in some sort of repetition of history where nothing ever changes that you know we're still dealing with the the same well, junk just with different uh, means of doing it well i think you they're know? just uh just one of the avenues where they show hey let's let's <clears throat> show that this person is of good moral character they see someone in need they go yep i'm gonna help that person mm. they could they could have given like a few more tests like just an old lady crossing the river maybe like 
How about she's trapped under a horse carriage? Perhaps, you know, Mr. Centaur himself. <laughs> I, th- I think, and, I think uh, something like that. Yeah, she's fucking Chiron. Now, it's more, I think it's more like, uh, all right, I want to make sure this guy is a good dude up in the, up, up in the noggin. Like, he's a good guy. Uh, and if, if he obviously has some, as we spoke about in episode, in the part one of this this story, he's got um, the blood of the gods, blood of the gods, so to speak. He's got the genealogy there, so he's got some yes. uh, some stuff going on there. So he's he's got some skills, but you want to make sure he's not a dick about it. So of course, he's not just no, like, no, yeah. So let's make sure. Oh, he's a nice boy. Good stuff. He he'll help me out. I'm gonna give him hair blessings. Certainly right. Just more tests required, I think. All right. Well, there's there's your note. That's Nick's hot take. <laughs> More tests from the gods and goddesses, please. Sorry, as you were. There's, <laughs> this uh, testing program is not rigorous enough. Like, absolutely. Where's the, you, you're suggesting a hero academy. Is that what I'm? Uh, what I'm saying? Well, I'm just you know I just I think that you know there's just uh, not much you know sort of um, to go off you know like one point of reference like hey. This is our champion. Remember that time he helped that old lady cross the river? Yeah. How good was that? Nah, oh, mate, that was tremendous. What else did he do? N- not much. What do you mean? Well, he just didn't, you know, that, that's kind of it. Well, how do we know he's good? Maybe, like, he went later on and actually killed that old lady. Maybe he got on across it because he wanted to find out where she was where she was heading to. And then he just, like, decided, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to mug her. And, she, you know, she mugged her and then she had a heart attack. And then Hera died. Five minutes later. And that would be awful for all the gods, especially Zeus. And all of, you know, their children together. Hercules, I think, being one of them. Well, half one of them. It was a cow, wasn't it? Hot take. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the only the only person, that was, that was fine. Uh, the only person <laughs> who knows about the old woman crossing is Jason and the old woman who's Hera. So mm. no one's lying in the streets for Jason going, look at Jason, he helped that old mink bloody cross the road or across the river. What a legend. This is just him yeah. being a nice guy. So she's like, right, he's doing it for no reason other than being just a nice and decent bloke. Yeah. but Just do a couple more things for us, will you? A few more things for Nick would be great. Just <laughs> be a few great. more guys. All right. So... After talking himself into uh, res- uh, uh, searching for the uh, or retrieving the iconic golden fleece, Peleus agrees to relinquish his own crown if Jason succeeds in his mission, believing that the task is impossible. Uh, and Jason manages to secure the legendary ship Argo and stacks his crew with some of the biggest and best names in Greek mythology. You've got Heracles, he's there. Uh, Aaron as well, or Darren, whichever you said. He's uh, alongside Theseus from episode 23. Uh, the Egg Twins, Castor and Polly Juices, uh, and also the badass Atalanta from episode 6 of the Caledonian Ball. Uh, check out these apps if you can, guys. Uh, these peeps and many more are on board. They also, Atalanta later discovered Atlanta. Um, much, much later on, you know. That's not true. Just disregard. You could have said that she discovered that she was there. She was at Atlanta. <laughs> Later on, she was at Atlanta. There you go. She enjoyed herself. Neither of them work, guys. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's fun. Uh, and so uh, they're ready to head out. Jason is proclaimed to lead the expedition, which is kind of a silver medal because Heracles was actually chosen to lead, but he's like, nah, guys, the person who brought us all together uh, should head this outfit. Uh, so that's that's that. Uh, anyway, the ship is stocked. The crew is, a stem, is assembled and ready. The goal is clear and all are chomping at the bit for it. So let's go get into it. All right. Our heroes make their way uh, down to the Argo and are followed by an ever-growing crowd of people wishing them well, but also worried about the toils which they must endure. Uh, Jason's mother of many names, Polly Meaty, even turns up to wish her son good fortune. Now, remember, in some accounts, uh, she actually stayed behind in Eolcus and pretended that Jason was a stillborn or, you know, he was a d- dead baby, so uh, he could be then, like, taken away. So either way, she's either come back to Eolcus or she's been in Eolcus all the time. It's like, oh, I'm going to give you secret bye-byes. Uh, oh, okay. So it wasn't... So she, uh, she didn't, you know... Uh, disband and Jason you know and in, in her and like you know ab- abandoning her and motherly duties to him did she well if you had listened uh, to the first episode she was worried about him being killed by Peleus the evil evil king because he right. is the son of her and uh, Aeson the rightful mm-hmm. ki- rightful heir to the throne so if you're usurping a throne you better believe uh, any rightful heirs ho ho they're out of here so she, uh, okay, right, right. yeah, she's feared for his uh, safety and either sent him away by himself and pretended like, oh, the kid was, was stillborn or died in birth. Oh, it's a pity. Uh, okay, or she, yes, yes, or yes. she's taken the kid himself and, and headed off. And who's getting married? Yep. Uh, <laughs> and, and she's all worried, uh, worried and shit about, uh, you know, about Jason's quest. And Jason's like, no worries, mum. Our cause is just... Uh, and I'm sure it'll be fine. Uh, look, I've stacked my crew pretty well for this adventure. Uh, look, I've got demigods coming. Uh, you know, everybody's coming pretty, along. It's yeah. great. It's, just, it's definitely a stacked card. No doubt yeah. about it. Yeah, but Polymedes must be like, fuck, mate, this is Greece. Like, there's fucking demigods everywhere. They don't always make it home alive. <laughs> like, look at, just look at the guys who feet the Theseus fought on his way to Athens, mate. Like, fuck, just, just be careful, mate. Just be careful. You're not fucking made of stone, you bastard, idiot. <clears throat> Uh, and, he, and he goes, I will, mum. Like, I'll be, I'll be safe. I'll be careful. Okay, bye. And uh, with that, Jason bids Polymedy farewell. And uh, both he and his 50 companions board the Argo and set off towards distant Colchis. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now, they've been sailing for some days. Spirits are high and the crew sacrificed to Apollo. And Jason cracks out the wine for his crew. Uh, everyone's having a good time. They're feeling pretty good about themselves. Oh, we've got high spirits for this voyage. Everyone's having a good time, except for Jason, who he starts to brood over his mission. Uh, mm. And it's at this time that a fella named Idas, Idas, uh, who had been, uh, he'd been in the wine a little bit, been drinking a bit, and he's like, Oi, Jason, uh, what's turning over in your mind, mate? Uh, and I'm going to quote uh, directly from Apollonius of Rhodes. No. Uh. How rare it is uh, that you I know. quote Apollonius of Rhodes. He goes, does fear come on and master thee? Uh, fear that confounds cowards. Uh, be witness now, my impetuous spear. Therewith I win renown beyond all others. Uh, gotta think, uh, you know, gotta think when he says this that he like thrusts his spear into the air like a jock. Like he's like, ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> like my impetuous spear. <laughs> Yeah, anyway, uh, and he's like, and, yeah, and he's like, no, uh, that no woe will be fatal. No venture will be unachieved. While Idas follows, 
even though a god should oppose thee, end quote. And uh, <clears throat> so he's like, mate, what are you worried for, Jason? You've got Idas on board. And he's got a pretty impetuous spear. Like, mate, you'll be right. right. Uh, anyone steps against me, Idas, that is. Impetuous uh, spear. So it's going to keep <laughs> on going, is it? I'll sort him out. Well, uh, you know, he's, he's, he wants to keep jabbing. He wants to use it. Uh, I suppose so. Yeah. With that, Idas takes a goblet uh, filled with unmixed sweet wine. <gasps> I can't believe it. Normally you'd uh, you'd have your wine and mix it with water just to kind of mix it down so you don't get too trashed. And he's like, mate, unmixed wine for me, thank you. Uh, takes right, it right. both both hands, classic Greek style, and starts chugging. All ah, right, devours the goblet in in <laughs> to finish it off. Doesn't say if he finishes, but he he gets onto it. You're like, mate, that's a pretty big goblet there, Idas. That's unmixed wine, yeah. Well, it you, was you, until he devoured you, the goblet. You're, in turn. you're buffoon. You're a buffoon, oh. Idas. And uh, but some of the crew they're upset. By Idas's boasts, and it's well, naturally, uh, you know, they're missing a goblet now. And they're like, "Where's my wine? <laughs> You've mixed up some some dissension now, mate." Um, you mean dissension, right? <laughs> but why does he get the unsweet, the one which is not mixed, and I get it mixed? I want the unmixed wine too. Well, you can't. He ate the goblet. <laughs> I want that a- goblet, Jason. <laughs> Uh, and anyway, uh, you know, as I said, a few people get uh, upset by Idas's boasts, and it's uh, Idmon. Idmon. He's from Argos, uh, and he learnt mm. the art of prophecy. Uh, and mm. he's like, mate, Idas, you idiot, what are you doing spouting off shit? Uh, has, uh, has that wine already gone to your head that you would dishonour the gods with this rubbish? Are you trying to get yourself smited, you nonce? Uh, but Idas, he doesn't back down at all because you know, he's obviously been in the source and he's like, don't you go prophesizing some shit over there, Idmon, or I'll give you a bit of the old stabby stab, you little bitch. And Idmon's like, come get it, fool. <laughs> Wait, he's like, side note, I believe a nonce is a pedophile, by the way. Well, hey, he doesn't like him. That's how much, That's his, how into it he is. <laughs> that's quite an insult. Yeah. <laughs> you absolute pedophile, aren't you? Nah. I went nonce because he speaks nonsense. Like that's what I'm uh, thinking. I, I, I say it quite often as well. I say nonce, but it, it came go. to my attention when I was speaking with a, with one of a, a Celtic friends who shall remain nameless. Um, that a nonce is uh, yeah slang for ah. Well, if, if there's anybody in the uh, in the comments, mate, let us know. Let us know what uh, what what the origin of the uh, of the slang term nonce. I believe it's someone who speaks nonsense. Nicholas uh, speaks the words that might be that of a pedophile. Either way, perhaps. Uh, yes, either way, Idmon is uh, is not happy with Idas and uh, and all the stuff he's saying. And those guys, they 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 nearly come to blows. Come at me, you little bitch. Hey, fuck you. Uh, I'm gonna pull away from those around them. And now at this point, it is Orpheus. Orpheus. The famous musician. He grabs his lyre and he starts playing, relaxing the entire crew to calm tempers. Yeah. Does the lyre start saying things like, The world is flat. (laughs) I'm an untrustworthy musical instrument, you see. You're a muser. You you know what a lyre is. I know what a lyre is. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's me. I'm a lyre because I'm a musician and we lie. There you go. A lot. But Orpheus is no regular musician. It's uh, It must be said, he was taught by the god Apollo himself, and his skills are so good that he can charm pretty much anything. Apollonius arose. He's like, mate, he mentions that by the music of song, he charmed the stubborn rocks upon the mountains and the courses of rivers. <laughs> so like, he's like, mate, I can move like an earth and water. I'm Orpheus. Like, don't you worry about me. This is like some 
<laughs> Wait, he's like a, a predecessor to Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali, like, once said um, in one of his press conferences, I injured a rock. I murdered a stone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so bad I made medicine sick. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> he had the best line. Oh, my God. Orpheus, fair play to you, sir. You keep you keep swooning those rocks. Oh, mate, he he does, mate. He calms everybody. So anyway, it's clear that this group isn't quite gelling as well as Jason would have liked at this point. Uh, people are impetuous. Uh, they're worried about each other and, and kind of uh, you know offending the gods and all that. But this issue is overridden by the sight of land at the setting of the sun. Land ho! They have now arrived at the island of Lemnos in the Aegean Sea. Lemnos. Now, let me tell you about Lemnos. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some bad shit went down there. Apollodorus says the women of Lemnos were not making sacrifices or not making proper sacrifices to the goddess Aphrodite, the goddess Mm -hmm. of love and beauty and all that shit. Mm Mm-hmm. We all know that that's a bad idea to snub the gods and uh, not give them the sacrifices they need. Not least when they're living among you. My word, they must, you know, probably come up to you on the street. Where's, oi, they probably, you know, just, they probably hustle them, you know, like, like, like the mafia or something. Uh, look, mate, protection costs money. And, you know, by money, I mean sacrifices. Oh, I'm so really sorry there, Zeus. I'll get it for you in the morning. Oh, I really mean it. You better. Or your family's going to get it. All right, let's go, lads. Hercules! <laughs> Hercules is like, I'm not with him. I'm actually nice to the humans. <laughs> Sorry. I'll give it back later. Yeah. So uh, foolish stuff, really, to be, you know, to be uh, snubbing the gods, you know, when, when they're so close to you. It is foolish, but they don't live amongst them, the gods. They come mm. down from their, from their, from their, their palaces on Mount Olympus and oh, mingle yeah. and kind of just essentially either flirt and mess with uh, humans or they just smite them. That's kind of the only reason they're down there. Well, no doubt, but there's there's enough stories about that, that you know that, 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 that you would think that the common, the average citizen knows that the gods look up to mischief, you know, down here on Earth, rather than just hanging out on Mount Olympus and causing mischief in their own. Well, you know, well they home. yeah yeah they do, but they're in disguise a lot of the time. Oh, like Hera is an old woman. Zeus disguises himself as a swan, or like you know, like <laughs> a, 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 a sheen. No, oh, that's Io. Io. He turns Io into a cow, remember? <laughs> or he turns himself into a magical ray of light. And everyone's like, "Oh, that's a ray of light coming from the heavens." And he's like, "I'm actually Zeus. Watch out, everybody! I'm coming." <laughs> Uh, but anyway, so Aphrodite was pretty pissed at these women uh, for not paying the goddess her due. Oi, where's my offerings? And, uh, and and goes ahead and casts a curse on the women of Lemnos. Uh, ready for this? Uh, to make them emit a really bad smell that repulses the men of Lemnos. Ah, uh, I think I know where this is heading. Yeah, but only those men, it seems. Only other Lemnians? Yeah. Aphrodite's like, fuck you women for not giving me the stuff I need. Now I'm going to make you stink. And the guys are like, oh. <laughs> I was like, oh, Christ, these women are really stinky. Oh. <laughs> they weren't stinky before, were they, Gary? No, they weren't, actually. <laughs> now they're stinky. What's this about? <laughs> I don't know. It's definitely do? not normal. <laughs> definitely not normal. What are we uh, going to do, mate? I don't know what we're going to do. We better get off this island. Unfortunately, there's no Glen Twenty or anything like that around, and uh, the men of Lemnos weren't really yeah anything. Perfume. No, no, whatever, whatever they tried did not work. 
because you got goddess curse on you. You're like, mate, I'm gonna make you stinky bitches. Uh, <laughs> and so the men of Lemnos weren't really down for sexy time with stinky uh, Lemnian women, uh, no. and their their eyes start to wander. And uh, some accounts have them carrying off captive women from Thrace, which is across the Aegean, uh, to the west. Uh, and others have them simply chatting up their servants. Uh, but to be honest, I think it's probably a mixture of the two because uh, you often if you take a captive from somewhere, you end up making them work as like a house slave or something slash servant. So I think it's like a, like a mixture of the two. But anyway, uh, the men of Lemnos start hooking up with these captive or servant women and, uh, and having kids and, you know, uh, start, you know, uh, neglecting their stinky wives. <laughs> yep. Uh, stinky wives aren't really down for their husbands stepping out on them, uh, and they go a little bit crazy, uh, uh, so to speak. Uh, they go crazy enough that they decide to kill all the men on the island Jeez. for dishonouring their marital beds. Yeah, or even single dudes uh, were done away with because women presumably smelled really bad to them as well. Uh, <laughs> yep. Uh, and, oh, they also killed uh, the women who were brought over from Thrace, or the servants, like those guys as well <laughs> as well as any male children born to them so that the children as in the boys could not rye or grow to adulthood and exact revenge on their fallen fathers and mothers because why not like uh if you gone this far why not like absolutely double down and be completely crazy lemnian women's mm-hmm so, uh, yeah, Herodotus, uh, he coins the term or uses the term the Lemnian crime. There you go. So bad stuff went down, but not all not was lost. Not connected to Herodotus' thrush at all, is it? What do you reckon? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but one male survives the bloodbath. The island's king, a man by the name of Thoas. Of course, the king gets away. Like... Everyone else dies and like, ah, oh, I'm the guy in charge. Off I go. Yes, mate, the system fails again. The rich do not fall like the like the peasants, that's for sure. There it is. But uh, Thoas was saved by his daughter. Pat's gonna butcher this name. Uh, Hypsipyle. It's Hypsipyle. Who pops him in a barrel and floats him out to sea and is eventually found by some fishermen. And invented the harpsichord. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> I don't get that. No one did. Uh, now, the women of Lemnos, uh, now with their husbands and other men on the island dead, they don the armour of their murdered countrymen and start doing their own thing. You know, start start basically, um, you know, uh, manning their defences. Uh, they start, you know, women toiling the fields. They do all the stuff that a society needs to happen for a society to happen. Because they're like, we're all women now. We're going to do it the women way. Uh, anyway, when the Argo appears on the horizon and draws closer to Lemnos, the Lemnian women freak out and prepare to confront these newcomers. What, like with like with violence? What are they? What, how do you mean? Prepare, like, are they preparing like to welcome them, or are they quite like they're like, ooh, don't want these people showing up? Well, to confront. So they're like, mate, who are these guys? We're gonna make sure we're we're we've got our we've got our shit together. We're not gonna get rolled over by who these guys are. Do we they don't wash? know who they are. <laughs> well, well, it we'll see. Doesn't matter. Well, maybe maybe if they do stink, it'll be good. It's like you know what? Get off our island. We're stinky. You're like oh, these these <laughs> ones are stinky. Off we trot. And, and I just oh god damn you stink. <laughs> yes, well don't come here then, eh? <laughs> All right then, move along, lads. Get off my stink mound. Get away. <laughs> I'm stinky lady. I want to stink in peace here on Lemnos. 
with all me Lemnian women. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, now, it's unclear if the Argonauts knew what had befallen the men of Lemnos because only Thoas had escaped. Uh, and it would be a little hard to determine if that bloke floating by himself in a barrel in the sea is a king. You know what I mean? Like, I was a king yeah. on my own land one time. You're in a barrel, mate. You're by yourself. Yeah, I believe it. And you're not even looking me in the eye, eh? Hey? Yeah, you're looking right through me. <laughs> Uh, so we'll assume that they don't know what happened. But again, you know, let me know in the comments, guys, if you've heard different sorts of things. And, you know, but at the same time, if I was uh, one of the Argonauts, I would be on my guard because if I rocked up to a place where all the previous men had been killed, there's no men in sight at all. Uh, and you now you've got a whole bunch of women in armor coming at me. I'd be a little bit on my guard. Like, I can't help but think like uh, Planet Amazonia from Futurama. Like, it time, uh, snoo, snoo. You're like, ah... <laughs> Stuff might happen. Oh, the snoo-snoo part would be great. <laughs> Please. The spirit is willing, but the body is battered and bruised. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, the Argonauts see a bunch of warlike women on the shore with armor and weapons. Uh, and Jason, he's like, ooh, let's just wait a tick, guys. Uh, how about we send someone as a messenger uh, to their leader? It sure would be great if we had someone who was the son of Hermes, as in the messenger of the gods. Ah, uh, uh, mate, I was going to say Hermes. I knew that much. Yep. And who also carried the gods' wand. Oh, wait, I do. Oi. Aethelides. <laughs> mate, write a message for us, mate. I'm not really good at it. I'm not as good as my father. <laughs> my dad's better. <laughs> but with that, Aethelides, he journeys ashore uh, to treat with Hypsilipi. It's Hypsipoli. Ah, uh, but you're the harpsicle player. Yep. <laughs> I probably butchered that name again. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Let me know in the comments. Uh, who is now the queen of the women of Lemnos. And, yep, Aethelides, he says uh, that all he needs is to restock the provisions for the Argo, and then they'll all be on their way uh, the next so day. got the message wrong. What? No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, just, I just really wanted him to get the message wrong. Ah, oh, really and Hermes is like, you had one job, mate. <laughs> and you're my son. I didn't raise an idiot, did I? This looks bad on me. You know? I've been mess. I've been doing messages all my life. All right. <laughs> I also do other things. All my life as a god, and I give it on to you, and you stuff it up. You know what, Arthelides? I got a message <laughs> for you now, mate, son. <laughs> you're pretty bad at giving messages. <laughs> You tongue, you got to deliver it to yourself. What does it say? You're an idiot! <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's not the case, unfortunately. Arthelides is pretty good at giving messages, and he says to uh, to Hypsipyle that uh, that all they want to do is restock their ship, and then they'll be off the next day. And Hypsipyle, she, uh, she says, Oh, mate, I'm just going to delay my response. Have a private word with my lady peeps. And... Uh, <laughs> Then we'll come back to you and let you know what's what what, what we say is going to happen about this one, because uh, yeah. she's she's worried about you know what are they going to do with these strangers from the outside world? Well, perhaps woo them on the harpsichord. God, enough with the harpsichord, my God! <laughs> <laughs> it's a terrible stuff. It. <laughs> uh, anyway, she speaks to the women and she's like, "Oi, we should give these random dudes what they need, and then they'll chuff off and leave us to our own Lemnian women business." What do you reckon? And most of the group are cool with this, uh, but an old lady of the group by the name of Polyxo, she speaks up and she says, Oh, our queen is true to wish this, but uh, remember that we pissed off a bunch of people in Thrace when we killed those chicks that came over from Thrace uh, that our husbands and other dudes had it off with 
Uh, I reckon there might be some retribution coming our way at some point. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, besides, yes. we are all an island of women. And uh, we may hold off invaders for some time. Uh, but as we can't procreate, as in have kids, uh, we'll be yes. pretty much fucked in after a while. Uh, so why don't we invite these dudes from the Argo, this strange ship, uh, into our land so we can marry them and get some uh, get some babies. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and everyone's like, all the women go, ooh, hey, this is a pretty good idea, actually. Bit of a lame zebra t- tactic, isn't it? You know? <laughs> no, no, they're, they're all, all these Argonauts are you know, quite sort of like uh, pent up, you know, after many have along at sea. Like any, I suppose any sort of you know a bit of affection they get, they're gonna they're gonna lunge at you know even if they stink. Sailor on shore leave that is like mate, hoo <laughs> uh, But no, it appears that the uh, the women of uh, of Lemnos don't smell to these men. It appears oh. throughout the story they only smelled to their husbands and the men of Lemnos as a way to punish them for not um, not sacrificing to Aphrodite. Yeah, that's what you get, you moles. Bit of a hole in your curse there, Aphrodite, isn't it? Well, you know, maybe it's like a little half curse. Or maybe just someone didn't dot their I's and cross their T's, perhaps. Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe not. (laughs) But all the women, they think this is a great idea, as I said. And Hypsipyle tells the messenger, uh, Aethalides, to invite his leader to come and visit her. And with that, Jason and most of the crew come onto the island of Lemnos and have a little mingle with the women. Surely, time for a party. All that is, except for Heracles. Heracles. Uh, and a few companions who decide to stay behind on the Argo. Mm. Day followed day, as the Argonauts who went ashore partied it up with the women of Lemnos, uh, with tons of feasts and sacrifices, all the stuff which makes a great party back then. Like, like if you're not slaughtering a goat and drinking two, like, double-fisting wines, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's a good party right there. And Jason meets Hypsipyle, and uh, she immediately falls in love with him. And they have a little sexy time, as well as plenty other of the Argonauts, uh, they all crew it up. Well, orgies were no doubt were, were orgies were probably quite popular back then. I guess you know. So, oh yeah, well not? they just, yeah. Why not? Open love like that was much, or love making in public was much more accepted Except, than it is today. Yeah, it's kind of like the norm in, in, in a way. Yeah. In a way, it's a party after all. So have a bit of fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all the while, Heracles and his few mates remain on the Argo, hearing the celebrations from afar. Oh, hey, we're having a great time. And with that. Probably time for a bit of a break. Uh, there we go. Yep. There we go. Uh, Stretching out the neck. Stretch it out. It's back in a tick. So we are back. And uh, hello. Hello. So to recap, the crew of the Argo have set off on their quest. Uh, some are boastful of their talents, others are wary of the gravity of their undertakings. Uh, but the top muse of the day, Orpheus, plays some mu- amazing music which keeps everyone calm and chill and the group of one mind. 
Uh, they come across the island of Lemnos and are greeted by strange women in armor and no sight of any other men on that island. Uh, Jason remembers that one of his crewmates is the son of Hermes, the messenger of the gods, and sends the, the young Aetholides. He's <laughs> pretty good. He's pretty good at it. Uh, to treat with the Lemnian queen, Hypsipyle. Uh, and the woman, the women, sorry, of Lemnos invite the Argonauts to party with them, and they're happy to do so. All that is, except for Heracles, the greatest of the Greeks, and his few companions. Another god walking about with the people. A year goes by. An entire year. And still the Argo has not sailed. Wow. They're stuck on, on Lemnos. Oh, they're sticking themselves there. Each day, another excuse is made to delay the departure until the wow. following day. Got to hand it to the Lemnians. They, they know how to yeah. how to keep their keep That's their some, treasure. They must have some good stink for these uh these crew. <laughs> they're happy. Uh, Jason continues to hook up with Hypsipyle, uh, and so too many other men of the Argo uh, take to bed the women of Lemnos. And, mm. uh, and many children are conceived from these unions. <laughs> Hypsipyle even has two sons by Jason, Eunios and Nebrophonus, mm. uh, according to Apollodorus. Invented the anyway. Nebrophone, which was a pre- precursor to the gramophone. Was it really? Or are you making up things once again? <laughs> Wait, that's about as untrue as it gets, my friend. <laughs> I don't believe a Nebrophone's ever been invented, but perhaps it should have been right now. Mate, I could smell the deceit in that that uh, line <laughs> through my headphones. I was like, mate, mate old harpsichordus was, <laughs> was playing, uh, and uh, a nebrophone went. Mate, I'm just gonna record that on my nebrophone here. Because that's uh, a thing. Then... <laughs> uh, but anyway, so... it, it yeah, it doesn't look like the crew uh, and Jason are going anywhere, and they might have well stayed much longer. In the embrace of the Lemnian women, had it not been for Hercules. Heracles. Not Hercules, if you please. Who finally went, that's it. I've been sitting on this boat for a year. Boys, don't we have a quest to be doing? So is he, is he not like, what do, you, what do you mean? He's on there for a year like it wasn't, he's not, he's not actually getting on the island at all. Or you'd get off to get fresh water and all that. But he's basically like, nah, I'm going to make sure the boat's in good order to leave because that's what we're meant to be doing. We're meant to be leaving yeah. to go on our quest. Yeah, okay. Oh, okay. So he's just been... He's like, I'll keep the car running and yeah. uh, <laughs> you guys you guys come back whenever you feel like. Oh, it's been a year, has it? <laughs> Fuck this. Heracles is on the move. And he comes just in... keep to, running the meter. Whoa, whoa. He confronts the Argonauts and he goes, does it please us to dwell here and plough the rich soil of Lemnos? No fair renown shall we win by thus tarrying so long with strange women. Nor will some god seize and give us uh, at, our, at our prayer a fleece that moves on itself. Let us then return each to his own. But him leave ye to rest all day long in the embrace of Hypsipyle, until he has, has peopled Lemnos with children, with men children. And mm. so there come to him great glory. So he's basically just like talking these guys down, being like, "What the fuck are we doing here, guys? There's no like renown to be won here. We should be off." And all the all the all the blokes like, "Yeah, mate, we got a little bit carried away there." For me, it sounds like Heracles is just like, "Mate, you wanted me to come on a on a on a quest, on, a, on an epic quest, because I'm Heracles. That's what I do. And you want me to sit on a boat for a year? The hell is this business? What are you guys doing hanging about here? We can't." be on like making awesome quests if we sit here like uh with the lemnian women if we've got them kids fine let's just go 
and uh, as I said, mm-hmm. everybody else is like, ah, yeah, sorry, mate. We got we got a bit carried away with that. Let's get back to it. And Jason's like, ah, sorry, dudes, uh, but Hypsipile has it going on, and I couldn't tear myself away. <laughs> but so, thanks, Heracles, for cock blocking us, mate. Hero, cock block, no sex for you. Uh, it was the right thing to do though, so thank you. And sorry, Hapsipale, right. but me and my crew, we got to get, we got to jet, you know, golden fleeces and all. Oh, but I wrote a new song. <laughs> God, <laughs> do you want to hear it? <laughs> no thanks. We got to go. <laughs> I've actually got to go. Actually, <laughs> bye. <laughs> but it seems that Hapsipale and the other women of Lemnos are actually pretty fine uh, with this because you know a heap of them are pregnant or have already born children or bore children uh, from this encounter and they reckon their futures uh, their future security is pretty sorted out uh, and with and with mm-hmm. that after wasting a year on the island of Lemnos <laughs> the Argo sets sail and uh, and with its crew invigorated for their quest uh, you can't help mm-hmm. but think there's probably a few sour eyes at Heracles being like you bloody Taurus away from our canoodling mate Ooh, certainly right. right then whatever uh, and our heroes sailed further north until they came uh, upon a people known as the Doliones who live on an on, on, on an isthmus so an isthmus is like a, uh, a thin patch of land slightly offshore uh, and this uh, thin patch of land or this this sort of it's kind of like an island but it's like a land island kind of uh, it's mm. not far from the mainland of Phrygia now, if you listeners remember way back to our pilot episode uh, that we did uh, of this series, the story of King Midas. Uh, Phrygia is the region which he ruled over, uh, located in modern-day Western Turkey. Now, uh, yeah, the, uh, the Doliones, they live uh, on the plains that surround a mountain known as the Mount of Bears. Uh, living on these mountains are a bunch of weird earthborn dudes who are massive and they've got six arms. Like two coming out of the shoulders, two out of their sides, and two just regular arms. Kind of like Shiva. I was going to say, actually, think like the boss from like Mortal Kombat. Ah, uh, Goro. Goro. Like that, that, that guy. you got like 50, 50 um, Goros coming at you. I think there's like another like sort of like you know like a uh, advancement of Goro, like in the hey. more combat like. Is his name Moro? <laughs> <laughs> more like Moro. Hey. He's, he's a bit of a he's a bit of a Burke. He yeah, was a little bit, as I remember. <laughs> now these <laughs> these uh, six armed uh, blokes, all named Goro, apparently. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> They're pretty scary and dangerous, uh, but what's good for the for just the like Dolionis, just like Oro, um, but what's pretty good for the Dolionis is that um, uh, they actually sprung uh, from the god Poseidon back in the day, and 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 the god is he's a pretty big fan of this group of people, so they're under the the god's protection, and uh, the group of Goros they can't really get at them, so uh, they're a threat, but they're not not a direct threat anymore. Mm-hmm. Poseidon's got the Dolionis going on. Uh, and the and the Dolionis they are ruled over by their king, uh, Sizicus. Sizicus. Uh, and uh, and and he and his people they're pretty chuffed to, to see um you know people as in the 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 Argonauts arrive people that you know have the right number of arms on them. They're like, mate, you guys have two arms. That's pretty sweet. Uh, and when uh, Sizicus learnt of their quest, he welcomed the heroes to dock the Argo in his harbor. Surely. 
Jason and his crew were so pleased they built an altar to sacrifice to the god Apollo and Sisychus even supplied sweet wine and sheep for them to offer to the god as a sacrifice. Yeah, look, now I'll stop you there. Yeah. All right, now continue. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Sisychus, he held a massive banquet for the Argonauts to celebrate them being just two armed dudes and uh, and being pretty like being pretty hospitable. Like Sisychus is the man who he'll give you the food off his plate because he's such a nice. Oh guy. right. Yeah. Poor, poor, you obviously passed the gods' test then, didn't he? Is he's such a nice guy? Is is pretty good. <clears throat> and he Probably even a fitting person to go on this quest. Well, apparently. yeah. Well, it, it would have been, but he's even uh, he he's wanted to be so hospitable to these guys. One account has him leaving his beautiful bride, newly newly uh, newly made bride, who he apparently paid a fortune for because she's priceless. Uh, mm. Who is still without child, and he instead he kind of left her marital bed. He's like, "All right, love, we'll have another crack at it later." The Argonauts are here. I'm gonna go have a like treat them pretty well because the gods told me to. So he's he's left his beautiful uh, at this point unpregnant wife, uh, yep. in bed, and she's like, "All right, I guess I watch uh, watch my stories then. Do have a break. Watch me moving books. Have a break from you, Sizicus. Great. <laughs> All right then. Books haven't been invented. Don't hurry uh, back. We got, we got engraved stone. <laughs> What's um, on the engraved stone today, darling? Uh, and so, so anyway, so Sizicus, he uh, he has a massive banquet for the Argonauts, and uh, it goes throughout the night. Everyone has a great time, and the sun rises the following day, and it appears that the Argo is kind of trapped. Ooh. Not by the Dolionis, but by the uh, the army of Goros, the six armed ah, who lives up the mountain. Uh, it turns out that the protection of Poseidon doesn't extend to, or does not extend to the guests of Sisychus and his fellow Dolionis. Because uh, it, yeah, it looks like the group of Goros have come down during the night and uh, used debris uh, to block up the entrance to the sea uh, and are now charging towards the Argo, which is now at, at dock, uh, with the intent on its destruction. Mm. But good for, uh, good for the group. Was in the Argonauts that Heracles and his small band, uh, just like on the island of Lemnos, they decided to remain behind on the Argo, whilst all the other Argonauts were off partying. Him and his few mates have seen uh, this huge horde of six-armed Goros charging at them. And they hold firm and destroy this attack with arrows and spears. How many people are on this on this boat? It's Heracles and a few blokes. So think half a dozen against of his, an army. his mates, or against oh, an army of Goros. A horde? <clears throat> we'll say a horde. A horde of these six of these six armed, you know, would be demigods themselves versus mm-hmm. oh, five fellas. Well, they're earthborn, so it's weird how like what powers they have. I think they're just like quite strong, stronger than your average, uh, you know. Yeah. Uh, we're the average dude, but like six arms, extra strength. Uh, but that's all right. Apparently, they're not strong enough to stop arrows and spears because, uh, you okay. know... Can they Her- swim very well? Heracles is pretty great. Well, they don't need to because the, the ship's at dock. So okay. they're like, they're like we're coming straight at it on land. <clears throat> uh, and wow. the, uh, the Argonauts were like, wow, that was hectic. Uh, well, we better head off. Uh, thanks for the hospitality, um, Sizicus and the, the Dolionis. Uh, you guys are great. Don't forget, you guys are awesome. We had a great time with you guys. Uh, that horde of Goros. 
Not your fault. We, we, we're, we're great mates. The best of friends. All right, let's get out of here. And with that, our heroes set sail once more to the open sea in search of the Golden Fleece. Ah, yes. But during the night, a wild and strong gust of wind happened to blow the Argo off course and they end up landing again on the land of the Dolionis. So they do like a full circle and uh, arrive back in the Dolionis territory at night. So it's all dark and all the Dolionis see is a strange ship landing in their territory. Mm. Now, thinking that they are the Pulaskian army, now the Pulaskians were uh, constantly fighting with the Dolionis. They were like, you know, the, the, the hated neighbor sort of thing. They kept on like raiding each other's territory. Thinking that this was a Pulaskian army, uh, the Dolionis don their armor and make ready to repel the attacking force. This time with violence, like we're gonna we're mm. gonna beat back these dudes. Now because it's dark, the Argonauts unaware of where they landed, they see a group of armed men making ready to inflict violence on them, and they're like, "All right, I guess we better do the do things the Argonaut way. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna give you guys a bit of a bit of a touch up." <clears throat> and now the two groups meet, and a fierce battle ensues. Judge! Where the super nice Dolionis are for <laughs> the super nice Dolionis forces are utterly destroyed. With Sizicus, the super hospitable king, Sizicus, uh, slain by Jason in single combat. Ah! Uh, Jason by plunging his spear right through Sizicus's chest, breaking his ribs. It's uh, pretty gruesome. That impetuous spear, wasn't it? Yeah, well, that's Idas, actually, with his impetuous spear. But he, he, he racks up a few kills himself, old Idas. Idas. He's, uh, he's pretty good. Yep. Uh, but when, he, when Dawn finally broke, the awful mistake was laid bare for both sides to see. Oh. <laughs> Jason and his crew were like, oh, wow. We are so sorry about that. Oh, <laughs> we couldn't see no one you to guys. No to, unfortunately. Yep. Oh, <laughs> We couldn't see you guys where, you know, who you guys were. And uh, we started fighting and we just couldn't let up. You know, it is heat of battle and the Dolionis or the surviving Dolionis. There weren't many of them. They're like, oh, boys, uh, we're as surprised as you. But shit, <laughs> you can fight for sure. <laughs> uh, you went right through us. Plus, our king is dead. <laughs> shit, that sucks. Uh, and the Argonauts, they, they genuinely feel really bad about what's happened. Uh, and they they help to bury the the Dolionis dead as well as prepare the proper the proper funeral rites and games for the the deceased King Sizicus. Bit of a band aid, really, isn't it? Well, you know they're trying to they're trying to be like, oh, sorry about that, but honest yeah. mistake. Let's 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 try and make things kind of right. But <laughs> you know, he didn't recognize the king as he was killing him. Yeah, he's like, oh, I don't know you at all. <laughs> Not by oh, face. So dark. I was throwing my spear about. Oh, they got me in the chest. My ribs are broken. One thing that got me is they, they talk about the Pulaskians' army. Like, they're, oh, we hate the Pulaskians. Oh, they're fucks. We don't like them all. They're fuckers. And, like, how come you don't, like, you can't recognize... If you're at war with them all the time, do you not recognize what their <laughs> ships look like? What their armor yeah, looks exactly. like? And, you know, the Argonauts... Or the Argo, sorry, is, is a pretty special ship. It's a, it's a one of a kind, pretty much. So it would look different by accounts to other ships 
But, you know, it's just a bit of a uh, poetic, a tragedy. It wasn't all that good. Yeah. Tragedy. Uh, and, uh, you know, after receiving, um, you know, the hangabout on the island, they're just like, oh, we're really sorry, Dollyonis, for, like, wiping out most of you fighting men. It really was a mistake. Uh, but that's all right. Because guess what? I've received, Jason, that is, I received a good omen from a bird. Uh, and the crew decided to leave because uh, it was time to leave because the bird said so. It's time to leave the bird with them. <clears throat> well, they, you know, the talking bird's like, mate. No, he doesn't talk, but he's like tweets at the right time. And uh, yeah. one of the guys is like, mate, that's a good omen. And they're like, good, we need to leave like now. Another sterling test there. The bird speaks. Ah, good omen. That's, that's good. Success again, everybody. Our tests work perfectly. I reckon that bird omen is the like the the bailout of a really awkward situation. Like, think of the awkward situation the Argonauts are in right now. Yeah. <laughs> They've just killed a whole bunch of their hosts, and they're just like, "Ooh, <laughs> this is a bit awkward." And like, the bird is like <laughs> yeah. someone pring, like prank ringing themselves. Oh, sorry. Oh, that's what you're here now. Oh, sorry. An emergency. Oh, we better go. All right, Argonauts, better get going. Sorry, guys. Wish wish we could stick around, but oh, kind of got to really leg it. You know what I mean? (laughs) Well, it's the exact equivalent of like when you know when a tragedy occurs. You know, like in some either some children are killed, or you know, like some sort of uh, mass shooting occurs, and there's just no justice or you know, just mass starvation, and somebody, you know, of course, you know, the Christian community gets involved. It's like, how's this happen? <laughs> oh, God God moves in mysterious ways. What's that for? You can't say that, you bastards. <laughs> you like, can't say it. It's just like, a, 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 it's your getaway. It's your, it's your cheap getaway. Every yeah, time. Just, every time they're like, guess what's coming your way, guys? You're like, is it thoughts, <laughs> is it thoughts and prayers? It's thoughts and prayers. Ah, it is. Do they do anything? Probably not. <laughs> That's all we got. That's all we got. But look, but you, you can see here, right? This didn't have to happen. These people didn't have to die. They just, it's just, it's, it's, it's awful. And it's because it's the world we live in. These babies didn't need to get AIDS. Oh, but God's a crafty fucker, isn't he? Watch out. <laughs> he's, a, he's an asshole. Uh, and back to the story. Jesus. But anyway, uh, you know, the, uh, the convenient bird is like, it's time to leave guys. We better get rolling. Uh, and they, they, they chuff off. Uh, the seas were, were calm and you know, then they, then they got a little bit rough and you think, oh shit, they're going to give us the turnaround again. But Heracles helps to steady the oars because he's a mighty man, remember? Mighty man! And uh, oh, the, the Argo was not diverted from her course a second time. And you got to yes. think the Dolionis uh, are now on the beach has been like, Yay, don't come back! Please don't, <laughs> please don't come back! <laughs> There's not many of us anymore. <laughs> um, so the Argo has made its uh, its way safely away from at least the uh, the territory of the Dolionis back yes. to the open sea. Its quest to re- to uh, to regain or not even gain to find the golden fleece is now back on. Now they haven't really started um, the quest super well uh, for some for a quest that's pretty no. important. You Quite know, appallingly, they, you might say. You think they got, got sidetracked in? In Lemnos, you know, and, and had to, and, you know, decided to procreate, and then they destroyed a whole bunch of uh, of innocent people. That's it. That's it. And so, uh, so we'll leave the episode uh, there for now. Ah, <laughs> and, uh, very good. We'll join you in part three uh, for Jason and the Argonauts. Uh, but mate, I cannot, uh, I cannot agree with you more about uh, their uh, mate. Why spend a year on an island at your first stop? <laughs> 
That's right. It's a pretty important quest we're on now. Let's do it next year. Like, like you're, you're on your way to Sydney or something and you just decide to stop over at, oh. at like the Eagle's Nest just, <laughs> just outside. You're like, Let's just wait till after the holidays. You're like, what? <laughs> it's important. We're going to do this. We're going to have a holiday here. Look, it's lovely. We've got a, we've got a truck stop. We'll, we'll meet lots of interesting people, I guarantee. <laughs> It'll be brilliant. But to be, uh, to be fair though, Lemnos is probably a little bit more attractive a prospect than a truck stop. <laughs> no uh, doubt. I'll give them that, but uh, you tell they're under some sort of like, mate, you know, just getting diverted from their plans. Uh, mm. And unfortunately, you feel pretty bad for the Dollyonis. I mean, uh, you know, they they did everything right. Oh, and unfortunately, you think about uh, the poor King Sizicus. He can't go back and bed his uh, his unpregnant wife, his new newly uh, newly acquired wife. So mm. he can, he cannot continue on his line because he's dead. Uh, yeah. Because the, the Argonauts and also the Dolionis can't make out simple shapes in the dark and make assumptions. <laughs> Light a torch. <laughs> Light a fire. Do something. Be like, who's the, who's, who goes there? I mean, this battle is just this absolute chaos mess of no of no light and just people just flailing and you know mysteriously all the Argonauts probably seem to survive whilst the, you know these uh, the the other poor sods just <laughs> just mm. left in ruin. As, you know, someone turns. It's like someone just turns the light on. Oh, oh, look, look at that. Ooh, <laughs> oh, it's those guys. Ah. Oh dear. Oh, there's a bird. Oh, there's the ah. Look, good news, everybody. God moves in mysterious ways. Brilliant. Yeah. I mean, you got to be pretty worried for whoever else this uh this crew on the Argo come up against next. Like they're either gonna have sex with them for a year or uh <laughs> just straight up kill them by mistake <laughs> or something <laughs> That'd else. Be right. <laughs> I can definitely uh, attest there is more uh, just fun stuff to come in this story. Brilliant. <laughs> Part three is going to be a riot. Uh, so thank you again, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, and thank you, Nicholas, for continuing this adventure with me. I hope you I hope you join me for part three. I shall indeed, sir. Huzzah! That'll be good fun. Uh, and mate, uh, make make sure, please uh, tell me, um, uh, tell tell me, and tell the others with your your lovely band, the Filthy Darlings. Um, mm. How how can they? What are you guys up to these days? Uh, and how can people uh, get get in touch? Probably just go on our YouTube. You know, we're we're doing like we're entering into some competitions at the moment to you know to try and find new avenues to to go down. But uh, you know, just going and liking us, much like on this on the. Uh, on Facebook, if you go on the Filthy Darlings page and Instagram and Spotify, I've got some cool songs up there. And uh, just like and listen. I'm sure you'll enjoy. There's a lot of a lot of love, a lot of thought has gone into those songs. And a lot of me, Nick Lee. All you like. <laughs> That's like your soundbite now, isn't it? <laughs> you go to the doctor and you're like, thank you for examining me, Nick Lee. It's like, <laughs> no, um, that's fine, it I certainly guess. is. Uh, but yes, no, anyways, people, that is how you can get in touch and yes, enjoy the, the the sultry sounds of my smooth bass. Fantastic! Nick actually plays lead guitar and uh, <laughs> and vocals. No ry- rhythm guitar, I should say, and, and vocals. Thank you. He does dabble in the bass. He's uh, yep. He's not totally addicted to bass, but he's uh, he's a bit wow wow. You know what I'm saying? No, 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 no crickets for you, mate. That was terrible. (laughs) 
Uh, that was terrible. Thank you, sir. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, once again, uh, thank you to everybody for listening. Uh, pretty blown away by the response that uh, we've gotten for this show so far. And uh, please uh, make sure to like this episode and a- any other episode. Go back. Go back and make sure you like all the episodes. Because it really, as I said, every single episode like is a big warm cuddle. And I like cuddles. Give me cuddles. Oh, oh. Um, <laughs> and also let us know what's going on. Hit us up on the Gmail, little history podcast at Gmail. Uh, or even DM us. I think our, our, our Instagram's probably the best way to get us. Still a little history podcast. Uh, but yeah, it's been great. And join us again for part three of Jason and the Argonauts. And uh, bye now, Nicholas. Goodbye, sir. All right. Ciao for now. Ciao. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to A Little History. Uh, We're an independent podcast, so it would truly be wonderful if you could uh, like or follow us wherever you're hearing A Little History today. Uh, And feel free to leave a comment below as well. Now, if you want to get in touch, uh, have any suggestions for future episodes, or you just want to send in your love, send it to alittlehistorypodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter under A Little History Podcast. All right, we'll see you next time.